You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Borderline Idealist. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's been a while. Has it? it Seems like only <laughs> yesterday. We're really sorry that we uh, missed last week's episode. It's 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 a little bit hard to do sometimes with our schedules being the way they are now. So I'm sure you guys are aware. Ajni works evenings, and I work regular. You know, nine to five or eight to. Four, but I don't get home until 6.30 because of my commute. So, uh, we're kind of just exhausted all the time now. Yeah. Um, and then you like to sleep in now, so you can't do anything. Well, I don't like... <laughs> I mean, I, ha- I have to sleep during the day because that's, Yeah, but... Because I work at night, I'm sorry. I've told him he needs to go to sleep earlier. And he doesn't listen. But anyways. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like my days are all screwed up. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine having to sleep through the day and do this for a long period of time. But anyways. Um, but glad to be back. Yes. And um, this week, we decided to really focus in on uh, self-esteem and how to be happy with who you are. How to find that balance. Yeah, how to make, um, fall in love with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, be happy with who you are. But before we start that, there were some people that we wanted to thank. Yes. Uh, I really wanted to thank Barbara for sending us an uh, email on our website. Um, Hi, Barbara. Yeah, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just explaining how much she's liked the show and has been listening for... She's a a long-time listener. Yeah. First-time emailer. Which made me feel really special, it, you know. It's always nice hearing from 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 the listeners and just hearing how they interpret our our conversations, and it's kind of nice to know that people don't think that we're just blabbing. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I guess. Oh, is that what you're doing? No, I just sometimes like you know. I'm I, giving wisdom. It's like how. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to know that what we have to say has some value. I think. Yeah. For some people. Ooh, validation. (laughs) (laughs) So who's the next person? Well, I wanted to thank Sarah. She sent us a message on our Facebook page. um, Just explained that she had just started listening to the show and was really excited to hear more about it. So I don't know if she's made it to this episode yet, but when she does... (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Sarah. Thank you for reaching out. And, of course, Chris and I wanted to thank um, all the people that have signed up on our Patreon. Uh, Jamila, Francis, and James. Uh, for be- Yay! Yeah. <laughs> uh, for donating to us and, and supporting us. And um, if anybody else would like to do that, of course, uh, you can go to our website and find out... Find the, uh, the link for our Patreon page. But it just feels really nice to have 
people that support us and who make, believe in what we're doing too. Yeah. And especially just just telling us that they do, you yeah. know, expressing that. So thank you everybody and of course thank you to everybody, even if you haven't sent us a message or have never talked to us, thank you for listening because that that says something too. You know, we see the listeners and we, the listener count. <laughs> yeah, we see the listener count, and we're so just so we know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide from us. You're just shy. It's okay. <laughs> so let's dive into talking about um, finding happiness within yourself. That's such a hard thing to do. Well, it's made a little bit harder, Chris, <laughs> when you had BPD. I can't okay. imagine. I can't imagine. <laughs> Like it. when when you first discussed or uh, broached this topic with me, I thought immediately thought about the photography project I did that I showed you, mm-hmm. the self portrait series. Yeah. Um. So a few years back, right um after college, I started a self portrait series where I was doing one photo a day of myself in a self portrait. Um. There was multiple reasons why I started it, and one of them was to keep me myself busy. Really. It was right after college. I was, you know, didn't know what to do with my life or where I was going, what path to follow. And I wanted to do something creative. <clears throat> and I also realized that, I mean, I've always had uh, issues with self-confidence and learning to accept myself, uh, who I am when I was struggling to come out of the closet as a gay person, but also how I looked. Um, there's been certain things, body issues that I've had growing up, and one of them was just how I looked on film. Like, I, I hated taking pictures of myself. I hated the way that my smile looked. So anytime I would take a photo, there's some photo, there's some photos where, you know, if I'm conscious about it, I don't smile because of that, because I never liked my smile. Mm. And the only time you would catch me smiling was whenever I wasn't expecting it or it wasn't planned. <laughs> Um, so that was the other reason that I sort of, um, that did that project, you know, was in a way to try to get myself comfortable at looking at myself in a photo. And it really, really did help. (laughs) Like, you know, at first I was like, I look horrible or that's not a good angle for me. But throughout the year, um, I noticed that I did change my perception of myself. Like I, I started noticing certain angles that were best for me but also just that um finding my angle yeah finding my angle finding my light <laughs> but also it was it, it was nice to find certain features that I did like about my body I never really thought about that you know so we always are quick to know what we don't like about ourselves but you know learning to uh, to love like we we're talking about learning to love ourselves there's certain parts of ourselves that we that um that I ended up falling in love with, like, with my my legs or my... Uh, Your calves. Calves. That was something that was really nice. You um, have nice calves. My jaw line. I don't know. Just little things like that. that my jaw. <laughs> that I didn't like really... like a superhero. That I didn't really think about or... Um, I always pushed back. And through this photo series, I not only was able to push myself creatively to think about different ways to pre- represent myself... Uh, and initially, it was just a very simple, you know, straight on photo. This is what it looked like. And then it progressed into some, something more visual, something more story driven, where I was not only just 
representing myself visually of who I was, but also who I was inside, what my core and my beliefs and, and things like that. So a lot of self-reflection, mm-hmm. I guess, by looking at yourself. Yeah. And I started doing, and I, towards the end, I noticed when I was looking back at my photos, I noticed that there were certain themes that I could pull out of. So, um, and that hit on different topics that I was very much interested in at that time. So it's nice to look back and, and look at that series um, in those different aspects. Yeah, that's something to think about. Ways that we can look look back at ourselves and and pick our best qualities. Um, what is something? What What is another good way of doing that? I would say journaling, but I don't know. Going back and reading your journal doesn't. Maybe it'll make you realize you're a good writer. <laughs> um, I you're talking about like to to see yourself in a different lighting yeah mm-hmm. because yeah. you know a lot i know with with bpd it gives me a i'm always thinking so negatively about myself mm-hmm. and it's hard to put myself out there with other people because i'm afraid of rejection mm-hmm. so much uh, I definitely struggle with, you know, thinking about, like, oh, I don't look good. Oh, I don't have these features. Oh, nobody will ever like me because mm-hmm. of this. And just been really hard on myself. See, I always had that, too. Mm. I think I think everyone does that. To a certain to degree. Certain, yeah. yeah. And maybe not the beautiful people. <laughs> no, yeah. I, everyone has problems, just not the beautiful people. <laughs> but even the beautiful people are like, oh, I just well, hate my teeth. Look at this one tooth. <laughs> there are time. There are always times where people get rejected. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how you look, how smart you are. You know, somebody is going to reject you. Oh gosh. And that yeah. can take a toll. That's the hardest. On you. And that that's when you really, I I think you really kind of find out what you're made of because the first time it can make you really depressed, and then the next time it happens to you, you're just like, okay, maybe I'll, you know, do it a little bit differently this time. Yeah. I, but it's still depressing. <laughs> I that and that's you know a lot of times that fear will incapacitate people and will make them not want to go, the, uh, do whatever they want to do for, and I'm thinking about when I was starting to date, um, after I had came out of the closet, and I was always and it was funny because before I was in the closet I had a couple of girlfriends, and I was never afraid to talk to girls, like. You know, I was, and every, all of my guy friends were like, oh, how do you do it, Christian? How do you talk to all the hot girls? How are they all your, your friends? Blah, 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 blah. Well, <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't to, know. <laughs> I used to get that same thing, but, you know. But then, then you realize, well. I think everyone knew about me. <laughs> but then you realize you were able to talk to them because you, you weren't afraid of being rejected because you weren't interested in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who, what, who cares if they don't like you? It's not like you want to have them. <laughs> but when it came to guys, you know, that was a complete opposite and i'm sure it's the same with straight people mm. you feel the most comfortable with the people who you're not interested in because you know who cares if they don't they don't want you <laughs> um so when i was i was d- dating in the gay world I, that was the biggest i was you know all my insecurities came forward but learning to get rejected um helps you accept yourself i think because you realize that you, 
it's not it's not about you all the time you know oftentimes people have their own niches and their own likes and personal little um things that they they look for or that they are attracted to and if you don't have that then you don't have that it doesn't mean that you're not good well getting rejected for me like in in that aspect was like killing off my disney hopeless romantic dream (laughs) of going on one date like i that's how oh man what, what, yeah. I, we're gonna have to have a show on <laughs> on dating but oh yeah <laughs> but that's how most of my relationships yeah. would go like thank, I would go on thank you Disney yeah <laughs> I would go on one day and think because I like this person you know you everything's gonna work out everything's gonna be okay he can be my boyfriend it's you cool. start you start projecting years into the future yeah I mean <laughs> a, a little bit I don't like to or go months. too far with like kids <laughs> or anything but well no but I'm talking about like. I mean, trips that you want to take I've or this on, event that you can yeah, go to. Yeah, I mean, I've gone on one date with the guy and then um, at the end of the date, we were both like, I love you. I love you too. Oh, God. You're yeah. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's a BPD that thing. Probably, that's probably, I don't like, know. Like looking for acceptance <laughs> or something, but I think that's what it was. It just felt like somebody... Mm accepted me for the way that I was, even though maybe I didn't tell them that I had BPD or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had said, like, something about my depression or something, and they just seemed to, like, really accept so me. So understanding, yeah. Yeah, but... You're like, I want you, because you get me. But, I, yeah, I... <laughs> well, I learned rejecting... Reject- that, that was horrible, because, you know, it just takes time to learn I feel like we're, really is. our generations maybe in a way, is a little bit lucky about rejection, because most of ours, or at least for my case, most of my rejection came from online. So, you know, dating apps and things like that. It was a little bit less personal. So I can only imagine having to go up to every individual that you like and say, hey, I like you. And they're like, sorry, not into you. <laughs> but when it's online, I at least for me, I was able to detach myself a little bit. Yeah, so a little less personal. Yeah, and I was like... You know it's what? Like, whatever. They weren't even a real person yeah, anyway. Before I would get so invested in, like, when I found a profile that I liked, I was like, oh, I gotta find the really nice words to say. And I would sit and think about, like, and compose a nice, you know, couple, maybe a paragraph. I didn't want to go overboard. I did try, I did go overboard in a few things. And I was like, maybe that's not working. People don't want to read, maybe. So I would, you know, try to be more concise, but I would still make it very meaningful. And people weren't responding or something. And I'm like, what? That was, that was great. The profile says that they're looking for something deep and meaningful and not just interested in this or that. Why aren't they responding? <laughs> and, you know, to a certain point, I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm okay. I'm not... I, I would turn to my friend. I'm like, I'm not bad looking, am I? They're like, no. You know, I would date you if I was, if I was a straight girl. <laughs> so, you know... um, and so I was like, okay, whatever. And then I'm like, this is what I'm just going to do. If I like someone, I'm going to message them. If they don't message me back, I'm just going to move on. And and so I started doing that, and I was like, it's fine. I was, I was not worried about them responding, and I didn't concentrate on that. I would just initiate, and then if they responded, it would be great. If not, you know, I would move my mind away from that. And in that way, <laughs> I was like... I wouldn't get hurt. <laughs> I was... 
that, in that way, I was able to um, at least not be as hurt about the rejection. And it, at, I'm sure it was because it was detached. It was something that was online um, as opposed to in person. I wanted to talk about affirmations. Um, you were telling me After early... those rejections. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm okay. I'm, a, I'm not bad looking. <laughs> um, yeah, affirmations. You had brought up something about a, one of your friends doing affirmations. Yes. Uh, Nic- um, Nicole? Yes, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. She listens every once in a while, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> so she does... She, you know... She does these, um, she also did a project, I think a year or two ago, where she, it was a thankful project, mm-hmm. where she took a picture of something that she was thankful for, or, you know, something that she loved, and then sent in the message something about what she was thankful for that day. So, like, the beautiful flowers that she, you know, that spring brings, or something like that. But, so, up to this date, she still does that, um... Things that um, she's thankful for, that she's um, things to to remind herself of something that's good, um, and she shares it with her social media friends and myself included. And it's nice to see. Sometimes, you know, we we forget to do that for ourselves to remind ourselves of the good qualities that we have. And we're, we get, especially with social media, we get too distracted by what everybody else is doing and what everybody else has. And um, we lose sight of who we are and what makes us special, what makes us loves our, love ourselves, what should make us love ourselves. Whether it's um, maybe a special feature that you love about yourself or just things like you know, what you're good at, you know, Christian, you're good at design. You should not be afraid to start your own business because people like your designs. People want to work with you. I feel like somebody somewhere is asking, I don't know what I'm good at. Because <laughs> I've been in that position too. Yeah. You know, you don't know what you're good at. You've tried a, uh, a lot of things and that's kind of hurting mm-hmm. your self-esteem too. Yeah. You know? That you don't know exactly what your talent is. I can um, understand that. When when I was growing up, my dad would always tell us that everyone has a special talent. And <laughs> I would kind of look around the room and be like, okay, what is mine? Yeah. Like, I have no idea what I'm good at. Um, I, I felt like I was a good writer. But, I would, you know, I, I was just like, well, how am I going to make money doing that? Like, what, what can I use as a talent to make money with. Mm-hmm. That's why I ended up going into hotels because I found out, you know, after I was a, a waiter for a couple of years, I found out that I was good around people for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no idea. I would have never thought that. I really didn't because I'm just such an introvert, but I can be this extrovert. And it's because I just, I, maybe I'm a people pleaser or I just really care. Uh, About those connections. Yeah, I mean, I just, I want to... I, I kind of like customer service and hospitality because I can I feel like I can help people. You know, I've I've heard some um, artists like Adele mm-hmm. and some actors that say that same thing that they they are not people persons that they're maybe antisocial or have anxieties, 
but yet they go on to and sing in front of millions. Yeah, I think it's important for people to get out of your comfort zone and do something that is new and different. Mm-hmm. Because if I I only took that job as a waiter because I I was looking for a job anywhere, and I started at a call center and I hated it. And then after that, I was just like, well, maybe I can be a waiter. My, I remember my parents being like, no, <laughs> you have anxiety, you have depression, and those people are going to be cussing you out, and you know, you're going to have to carry trays, and what happens if you drop one? You, um, what happens if this happens? You know, this is not a good idea, you know, and... I was like, no, 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 I think I'll be able to do it. And they're like, okay. I mean, it was different when you were on the phone in a call center, <laughs> you know? You were, But, you know, I surprised them. And they were just like, oh, okay. So I, you know, I even surprised my parents, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think they were, it's not because they didn't know that I was, I, I had that in me. It's just because up until that point, I had been very depressed and and very anti-social. anti-social. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, you can surprise yourself. Sure, with anger management problems. (laughs) But finding out that I'm I'm good in hospitality really raised my self-esteem because it made me feel like I have um, something that I can do that, you know, a a real skill that not everyone has. Mm -hmm. Everyone cannot do customer service, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone cannot work in a hotel. It will drive you nuts. But, you know, when I come home, I try not to talk about what happens at the hotel with Chris too much because there are just too many crazy stories, too many drunk people, too much, too much everything. <laughs> like, it's just, it's crazy. That's why so, you just get on your, on your Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, I'm on a um, hotel workers, uh, hospitality workers uh, Facebook group and I just get on there and share stories. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just don't like to talk about, but it, it really helped my self-esteem mm-hmm. just to narrow down exactly to find something something that i was i'm still a good writer i i knew that i had that but i didn't know about this until i tried something new so you know if you're thinking about what is what what can i do to you know make money or go and have a career or a job or you know if you i i feel like if you are an artist and you really do believe in your art then pour everything that you have into it you know mm-hmm. but you know, just to find what you're, I guess, what you're good at. I'm, mm-hmm. I guess I'm talking about a career. Yeah. You know, if you're not sure, just... Well, and it's like you said, you kind of stumble mm-hmm. upon it. Yeah. Or I, I mean, you you knew you were a good writer, and I think your parents always assured you of that, and you are. But and now I don't use that work at all, <laughs> except if I'm writing an email. I mean, isn't that but something? Your writing is different from work-related stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... You found something else that you could do that you also felt good about it. You know, that, another skill that you discovered about yourself. And that's... Um, well, the the best feeling was when other people would tell me that I had a talent. And, right. You know, after yelling, screaming guests would be coming up to me and then I'm just kind of like calm and just like whatever. And then they walk off. You know, the person... You know, all all the people behind them would be like, "Wow, you did a good job." You know that they were that was crazy. Oh, I would have gone off. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, or when your boss tells you that you're doing a good job, it just makes you, you know, when yeah. when other people give you, and I feel support. like 
I feel like for a lot of people, I think the majority of people either mm-hmm. have no clue what they're good at or what their calling in life is, or um, they stumble upon it. Um, oh, I think I'm still looking for my my calling. Right. Well, <laughs> and, and like for me, I, I was going to say for me, it's it was something similar. I I loved art from like when I was young mm-hmm. and taking photos. And in high school, I was able to develop it. My parents encouraged it. When I got to college, I felt like I needed to pick a career that would make money as opposed to, as opposed to art, or, you know, something that I just liked. And um, so it was hard for me to, to find that, to find that, that calling per se. Um, I, I was, my first two years, because I was undecided, I didn't know what to do, I took all core of my regular traditional college courses. Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, a photography professor found me. I don't even remember how, but I think it was one of those um, fairs or like career advice type of things. And they were like, you should, uh, you should come to my class, blah, blah, blah. And that's how I ended up as a photography major, really. Because <laughs> somehow he found me in some photos, or maybe I was at that fair and I took my portfolio with me, and he was like, these are really good. You should come to my class. <laughs> um, but even then, I still felt lost because I did one day I would really love photography, and then the next day I would really love printmaking or ceramics. And I'm like, how can you choose? Luckily, I was in a... In a, in a college that I emphasize interdisciplinary teaching so I was able to t- touch bases in all of them graphic design painting and all that stuff but we had a concentration and I went for photography and I was like I can make some money off of that <laughs> <laughs> and I think it also because I was able to present it to my parents as a this is a legitimate career people can make money off of it <laughs> you know as opposed to a painter or a ceramic artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's what I ended up with. But even after college, I was still lost. I was, I liked photography, but I think my, I, I feel like I am a little bit antisocial or maybe I have just, uh, maybe it's just my introvertedness that I can't be around too many people for too long. Um and the parties, like, most most of the photography, the good money is in, like, weddings. And I was feeling so conflicted because I would hate um, spend needless spending or, like, just... I would, like, because of my teaching and the way that I was brought up, school teaching, <laughs> and the way that I was brought up, it's, like, there's so much suffering and so much pain in the world and people going without and then I would go to these lavish weddings where they were spending thousands and thousands of dollars on just decorations or just a venue you know people would pay $15,000 on just a venue and you know these really lavish weddings and I'm like wow like this is this is a, for me part of it is like Something is wrong about this culturally. <laughs> <laughs> that we're spending so much money on these events that while they are meaningful and they, they, they are special to people, but like that much money? 
like thousands of dollars on just floral arrangements. See, I think it's probably because you didn't grow up as a girl. I feel like girls grow up dreaming about like the perfect wedding, mm-hmm. and so they just go all out with it. You know, like when I was growing up, I never thought about getting married because when I was small, I knew I was gay, and I mm. just never really even thought about. I mean, there was nothing gay marriage. What is that? Yeah. So I just never really even thought about that. And getting married to a girl did not make sense to me. Yeah, I so, guess I didn't really, like, dream about getting married. I think, married, I but... think that's, that's what it is. It's sort of, like, the fantasy of it. And they want to make it something that they can rem- remember. I mean, it doesn't make sense to me why, why people pay $1,000 for a coffin that has, like, the best silk and the, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the tree from the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And the, you know. Wood from the tree. Yeah. Um... It just doesn't. It yeah, doesn't make sense. I, but it's just a. It's about the like the symbol of it. I guess how it makes you feel. I I think it, it is. I think it, it just made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and I mean, I know, like, was the the thing for me is like too that customers were like, when they would see a the price for like say you know photos, <laughs> photographer photographer, a good photographer will run you about you know seven to ten thousand. Depending on the the number of hours, the qual I mean the portfolio, the quality of work that they do, the editing and all that stuff, because for photography it does uh, it does take a lot of work. You do put a lot of time into it. It's not just the hours that you're shooting, but then they would have no problem paying fifteen thousand dollars for the venue, or twenty thousand dollars for food when it's just for you know those are just a few hours versus the <laughs> the wedding photos that are for the rest of your life. But anyways. I, there was just such a big conflict in me internally about just the setup and the money that was all the money that was tr- transaction in, in my eyes wasted. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a nice wedding without spending almost, you know, thirty forty thousand dollars. Like mm-hmm. that's a house. <laughs> that's a house for some people. So, all of that, put together with my anxieties about. <laughs> being in these groups of large groups of people where I didn't know anyone and I've always had a really hard time with names so I was always like you sir or you madam or you know after they would tell me their names especially with the bride and groom and their their families like I feel like I needed to know their names and I would the days leading up to the wedding I would do remembering tricks Mm -hmm. um and but that didn't help but anyways um that was that was something that I started with, and I wasn't happy, so I decided to move on to something else. And I was lost. I didn't know what else I could do. Um, and slowly but surely, I was finding my way. I mean, I still don't know exactly what I do want to do when I would grow up, but I know it has something to do with using my art skills to do something better for maybe my local community, but maybe also the world in in large. I think that's fine that, you know, you don't know what you want to do when you grow up. I don't know either, and I think it's okay to continue to evolve and grow because what you like will change and what you love might change, and, you know, you'll find new things to love and new things to take on. Um, I would just ask, you know, everyone listening to think... Um, you know, if you are in love with yourself, do you love yourself? Do you love being around yourself? 
Do you think you're the best ever? <laughs> now, that doesn't mean that we, there aren't things that we can improve on. <laughs> yes, but my thing, my thing is, is just to think about if you love yourself. And your answer should be yes. Yes. And if it's not, then it's time to think about what you can do to change that. Because everyone is unique. Everyone is special. And it's true. I've seen it because I'm one of those unique, special people. Oh, God. (laughs) My mother told me so. (laughs) (laughs) You know, everyone has their... Everyone really does have their own talent and gift. And if you don't see it right now, it just means that you need to keep exploring and mm-hmm. to find it. And what you did with uh, trying um, waitering, waitressing, or, you know, that... Serving, service, whatever you want to call service it, Service sector. <laughs> that was something that was outside of your comfort zone. That was something that you hadn't done before up to that point, right? Especially waitressing. Yeah, that was... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that sounds like an effeminate term we, I don't think it is well but... actually you're not supposed to, I don't think they use waiter and waitress anymore you're supposed to use server yeah because... I'm, I'm so sorry let me update my uh, grammar for the yes. today's world so PC <laughs> uh, it, so that was something that you tried you didn't know how it was going to go luckily it, it went well for you and you know that's that's something to re- remind ourselves especially if we're still looking finding our way and finding what we want to do is Mm -hmm. not be afraid to try you may fail like you did with the caller service the calling service um job and and that's okay it's okay to fail i think that's the biggest important thing to take off i didn't fail i quit (laughs) there's a difference they didn't fire me i quit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I went to lunch and I never came back. I was like, I can't get back on that phone. There's no way. Well, and not a failure in the traditional sense, but it, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. You can find something else, and that's something that I, you know, I remember telling you, especially over the past year, when you were afraid to go back to to work, and and what that would mean, whether you would be able to maintain some, a steady job. You know, that's something that. I was able to re- reiterate to you is that it's okay if if you start something and you can't complete it, it's fine. And I think it's important for people to know that um, because that reduces that fear, I think. Yeah, you have to fail to succeed, unfortunately. You know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. that, sometimes that ha- I mean, really, I mean, think about everyone that is successful didn't ju- wasn't just successful at everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not how it happens. You know? Ain't that true? Just because someone has a job doesn't mean that every job they applied for they got or, you know, even that they're really good at their job. And that's, <laughs> yeah. That's something that I've kind of I recently was like, just came to mind is that Oftentimes we see when we look at, especially when we're younger, we see these other adults that have a career. They have the house, the car, a family, this and that. And they didn't just, you know, snap their fingers and had it all, right? They they had to work really hard. They I'm sure they went through a couple of different jobs to get where they are today. And, I mean, they're like 20, 30 years ahead of us. <laughs> so it's, 
it's it's a little bit hard, but I think we should also learn to not compare ourselves to others and where they are in their journey in life because we're in our own path where some people are ahead of us, some people are behind us, but we, we, what we should focus on is on our own path and where we want to go forward. Well, I'm above everybody, mm. so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not ahead of you, I'm not behind you, I'm above you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you well, so much for listening. Before oh, did we you go, yes. yes. Before we go, I think we should um, challenge. We have a have a challenge about finding um, words of affirmation for each other. So, I th- well, why don't we just leave everybody by saying um, some words of affirmations for ourselves, and then they can do their own. Okay. You can send us a voice message too. Isn't that one of the new features on? Um, yeah, on, on Anchor, if you on uh, Spotify, <laughs> <laughs> on Anchor, you can uh, send voice messages to people. So, uh, you like people to send us affirmations of uh, them doing affirmations for themselves. Well, it doesn't have. That's to be, not it, creepy, Chris. <laughs> it can be what they love about themselves. Okay. Or what they love about their, their where they are in life. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Since. You need some time to think about. Oh no, I've already done my affirmations. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's called "Better Than Depression." I did uh, that. A whole that was bunch last of year. You can do yours. That was last year. <laughs> uh, my affirmation for the day is that I, I already said it earlier. I, I'm a good designer. I struggle with. I struggle myself personally with validating my own worth as an artist or as an employee sometimes and what I can bring to the table so I have to remind myself that I'm a good designer I do great work and that it's okay for me to explore a career on my own outside of what I'm currently doing Well, I just like to remind myself that it's okay that sometimes I want to kill you, but I try to keep it in because I'm a good person. No, that's not okay. (laughs) And, you know, I have a career that I like and I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to go to prison. I don't want to go to prison. I am a good person. (laughs) And those are affirmations. Really? So, like Chris suggested, if you would like to send us any affirmations on Anchor Voice Message, that would be fine. Or you can just send us... You know, if you have any thoughts or comments on Anchor Voice Message. But you can also research on the website or or our email. So many ways to communicate with us. There's no excuse for you not to. <laughs> Alright guys, well until next time, um, we will see you next Sunday. Bye. Love yourself. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you like the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.